from the vault. High atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic. Hello, everyone. Hey, how's it going? Hola a todos. Hey, everybody. It's Talking Catholic. I'm Mike Walsh, and you just heard uh, all of three of my co-hosts, who very rarely get to be on the show together, uh, wish you a, a, a happy hello. Uh, we decided to have a hostful episode this weekend, so um, I had uh, I had Mary and Carrie and Marianella come over, and they're actually socially distanced from me in my very open backyard, and we're ha- going to have a nice little conversation for the podcast. A very beautiful backyard, I might add, Mike. Th- thank you, Mary. That's very kind of you to say. You. <laughs> I think it's the evening that makes it even more beautiful because it's perfect weather (laughs) and the breeze and the the sun, the sunset almost. It's nice though, Mike. Thank you, Carrie. I I am happy. And we are are recording this a few days early and it is golden hour. So Mm -hmm. it's around, uh, I don't know, 730 at night. Um, And amazingly, the bugs are not after us. I'm very happy about that. There's one flying around your face. Yeah, Yeah, but that's just a fly. (laughs) I can handle flies. uh, It's when the the mosquitoes come out that I get annoyed. But I think we're in slightly pre-mosquito weather. So I'm very happy. All right. And and actually, Marianello here was an hour before everyone else because she was doing a Zoom call with... uh, (laughs) Some perspective uh, Catholic school parents, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. So, we're just going to... And we kind of wanted to do... We've done a lot of high-stress episodes. We've done... I realize that today we've done seven straight uh, Zoom episodes. Actually, that's not entirely true. We did one in-person episode, but it was sort of a unique situation where we actually Mm -hmm. had people... We weren't in the vault. We weren't in our usual recordings uh, set up. We were doing it uh, prior to one of our diocesan Easter retreat episodes with Carrie and some of the uh, 2020 seniors from around the Diocese of Camden. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is really the first proper just sitting around my, my Zoom recorder or having a conversation and, and seeing what's... Must we have good, been covering Mike. a lot of heavy topics lately, and yeah. I think they're all coming from me. Yeah, <laughs> you just say it, but... <laughs> well, you know, the truth, that is, that, well, they've all been COVID-related, or they've been, you know, what um, what Catholic Charities does for people in South Jersey, Which or... Which isn't all the time the happiest thing to talk about, no, but it's, it's important. Yeah, and, no, it, and that's th- and that's kind of the thing. So we wanted, uh, by the, when this comes out on, on June 1st, uh, May 31st or 1st, whatever day it really gets released. I, I will have had my full of heavy topics and, you know, and, and when we were kind of debating what we wanted to talk about in this episode, we, we kind of came up with the idea that we really wanted to talk about relaxation and the fact that it's been a tough two months and how have we sort of all been dealing with mm-hmm. that and and uh, it's been, and we all have completely different lives. So, and for different reasons for why we've either had to quarantine, or in my case, why I've been out and about all over creation for for two straight months. Um, and I just kind of want to check in with everybody and see how everyone's doing. And worst of all, so we've had eight episodes, and I think Ma- Marianella's been on exactly one of them. I think we what, we had like one school. Yeah, I feel one, like right? left out. What's this? Well, let's <laughs> start with Marianella. <laughs> that is the that is the way I want to start. Um, so, Marianella. How have you been uh, weathering the last eight weeks, and has Heather been up parts with all the difficulty in being separated from everyone? Well, I would say there there's been up times, you know, like just enjoying uh, the kids and knowing that they're so happy to have their mom around them all the time. It's it, it's a blessing. Um, I remember some days when you know I would feel that I was maybe. Uh, too busy at work and not spending too much time with my family and my kids especially and so 
uh, dreaming about someday where I could, you know, just spend a lot of quality time with them. And, you know, it was sort of like, whew, the dream came true. Yes. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's sort of like a different kind of dream. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't I don't know if we would be able to ever, um, you know, go back to a situation like this that would give us so much time in our hands to uh, be at home and to really enjoy the blessings that God has given us uh, within our homes. Yeah, I definitely agree with that as a mom. I know both of us are mothers and it has been a huge blessing. I was like, God, thank you for this in some ways. Um, it's been just tremendous. I mean, the other blessing of it is that our families, and I think same for you, Marinella, mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier that everybody's safe. Nobody has gotten sick. Yes. That is a blessing in itself. But to have the extra time with during precious years, young years of our children's lives, that has been awesome. Just awesome. Yeah. And it's like we're we're just trying to uh, take advantage of every minute that we have and and every day, because uh, we know that uh, we're probably going to go back to work one of these days, and this is going to be sort of like over, maybe in a different way. But um, it's it's just trying to thank God for all this time that we have together. And you know, I now can say I I spent like three months of my three-year-old baby. Uh, that I didn't plan to spend with him, so mm-hmm. like in in my five year old, so uh, it's 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 a blessing. Gosh, that way. you guys are the best at looking on the bright side of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true though. I mean, <laughs> I don't have kids, just a dog, so I can't relate. But <laughs> you haven't enjoyed spending quality time with Ollie. You've been oh, hiking sometimes. Absolutely, <laughs> we have been attached at the hip. But. Well, I'm the same way. It's I've spent more time with my my dog Molly than I have in in forever. In addition to spending time with my my wife and child, but it's actually been kind of nice to spend time with my dog. It's uh, I don't get to see her that often, and so we go on walks together. Because usually I was getting home so late and at night, I was either so tired or worn out. Now we'll take a walk midday and kind of just walk around town and see things. And it's uh, it, there have been all of these opportunities that I would not have had, and my mother's had to remind me of this. So Several times, because I'll get. That's what moms are good for. That is what yeah. moms are good to, for, reminding me of the silver linings, and and that is very very difficult. It's um, like I was getting really stressed out, and, and uh, you know there were a lot of in addition to the the quarantine, there were a lot of other things going on, and you know my mom sat me down one day and said, Mike, you know it, you have been given a gift for the last two months that you would not have gotten a chance to have otherwise. Even though my son Jack is not in school right now, he's in sixth grade. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's he's homeschooling for for these last two months. And remote learning, Mike. Remote learning, right? Mm-hmm. Not That's the right term. Remote learning. He's been doing remote learning <laughs> the, the last a lot of person. remote learning. Um, the um, but I have had an opportunity to spend more time more time with the schooling. Now, my wife has been doing most of that because I'm out and about all the time. But even what little time I have had at home, I have been at home. I was actually thinking today that I'm actually a little depressed that at some point our offices are going to reopen and two things are going to happen. One, I'm going to have to start working, you know, the usual eight hours a day in the office. And two, I'll have to start wearing ties again. And man, oh, I, I really, I really hate ties. Worse. I mean, I'm Is there a movement about that, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Non-tie? It's, yeah, I'm cool with wearing pants again, even though I spent a lot of time in shorts. But um, the, the... I'm glad the, you clarified that thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. It's, you know, we, we, you know, to your point, Marinella, we have been kind of given a gift that we yeah, wouldn't have had yeah. otherwise. And I'm, I'm trying to appreciate that. And, 
in a lot of ways, you know, for what John Kalis and I have done and, and Don Ottaviano Britt and what uh, Carrie was a part of, you know, we created, so we've been doing this for the last seven straight weeks um, until this this week now, the week of uh, March 25th. Um, May, May 25th. May, May 25th. Man, I can't get anything right. Um, <laughs> May 25th. Uh, we've been doing four nights a week these live streamed diocesan retreats, uh, starting and uh, starting during Holy Week and going all the way up to to last week. And that was four nights a week where I was either out of the house or if we put up recorded content, I was in the house but I was monitoring because we do it as premiere, so people were commenting on it and stuff sure. like that. Um, that was. You know, that was intense. It was intense, intense. and it was an. And I've been wanting to do stuff like that for a very long time. And until everything shut down, there was really no reason to do that Mm -hmm. because all the parishes had all of their own content, and you know they would have retreats at the parish and whatnot. So there was no need for us to do some online version of it. Be careful what you wish for. Well, that's (laughs) yeah, that is very true. That's a gift to you, Mike. Too. But it was. It was a professional gift that I wish I hadn't received. I assure (laughs) you. But it was also an opportunity that well, I now know that we can do all of this stuff mm. whether it's live streaming or record i mean what were the chances that john kalitz and i were going to be able to shoot and edit and record and publish a hour-long cooking show i knew it was coming well i mean I, okay. it was only so a matter true. of time Mike. it wasn't even my Not idea just a cooking show but a cooking show with a priest with a, with a priest right. and, and <laughs> doing all of the 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 foods that mary and jesus and joseph would have had and mm-hmm. when they were they went from from their time in israel and um and it was amazing, mm-hmm. and that never would have happened if the if the quarantine hadn't occurred. Yeah. And, and it was so well done and so well received. It, it was and one of the highest night. It was way yeah. way surpassed my faith and family <laughs> night. That's a good though. <laughs> well, on viewership, it was amazing. It, it was, and I love cooking shows, but it wasn't my idea. It, uh, f- uh, Father Anthony Manapella had started his own YouTube channel uh, like four or five weeks ago, and had been doing these just single camera in his own kitchen, and Donna. Taviano Britt, our head of, of missionary discipleship, ran across it, suggested it that we do the, his his Chow Padre show as one of the diocesan retreat nights and have it all about, have this Marian theme to it. Um, and then John and I kind of were like, all right, we'll figure out how to shoot this. And fortunately, I've been watching cooking shows my entire life since I was a little kid. <laughs> really? It was like, it, heard about that it was like, it was as if this was, this was meant for me. I knew every camera angle we needed. Yeah, right. It was like, it was incredible. And, and the, the amazing thing was it actually turned out really well. And I'm it like, did. that never would, if going back to silver line, maybe we're not talking about real, uh, relaxation. Maybe we're talking about silver line. We're talking about work again. You know, <laughs> well, yeah, but we're talking about the joy no we got. Out of work. If yeah. we're talking about relaxation, maybe that would be a relaxation point for you. Like, you know, maybe creating your own cooking show. What's that? Well, there's some truth to that because I actually had a really hard time with um, when the first couple of days off happened this week. No, they weren't days off. They were just where I wasn't going out and about. Plus, <laughs> trust me, I got plenty of work to do. Um, but I actually didn't know what to do with myself. Like Monday and Tuesday night, were, like I was going through withdrawal. It's like, mm-hmm. why? I feel I'm so bored. <laughs> it's like so naturally on Tuesday night I watched five hours of cooking shows and wow. I, to make up for the <laughs> let me guess there were so many baking, on my de- bake off whatever it's two of the hours that made was, you cry two of the hours yeah, were the great British bake off 2017 <laughs> edition then I watched uh, three episodes of Good Eats Reloaded with Alton Brown 
And then I watched one episode, the premiere episode of uh, Amy Schumer's cooking show with her husband on the Food Network uh, that's going on right now. I'm out, Matt. And I, I got to tell you. I don't watch cooking shows. Yeah, I, don't I checked know what out about, about 30 <laughs> seconds ago. And, <laughs> and what did I make before you guys came over that I didn't actually serve you guys? I just made it on my own. I decided I was going to make some focaccia bread, and it was delicious. I will well, bring we haven't later. tasted any. No, we haven't. Mary. Maybe that's part of our He's relaxation to method tonight. I'd <laughs> <laughs> like you to step away from the microphone now and go get the bread. <laughs> All I know is my son ate like half of it, so I think it must, mm-hmm. must taste pretty good. That is but, uh, but anyway, so that, I mean, that's kind of what I was sort of fixated on. What about you, Carrie? You were as nearly as busy as I was. How have yeah. you handled the last week? I functioned busy, so it didn't bother me at all to be busy. I enjoyed being busy in a different way but I will say as I've been explaining it to everyone it's a different pacing working from home and I also own a business on the side too so balancing how to change my business concepts and also continue my ministries from home um, it was a different pacing so you know when youth ministry I count for an hour at least beforehand for setup and an hour after for cleanup those two hours on zoom were never needed so it was like right. two less hours for every meeting that I hosted even though I continued all the ministries those hours before and after were eliminated so that was a, a nice blessing to have that extra time and then um, and then like Marinella being home with my son my husband's working from home so I'm kind of in charge as mom all day, but still working as well. So that has been a, a fun balance. We've watched a lot of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and a lot of, Aww. well, I didn't watch it. I hear it in the other room, but. Um, <laughs> you do something. Well, yeah. they do it. I'm like, okay, this is going to, this is going to suffice for the next hour while I work. And he's just happy. And, uh, but you know, it's funny because he's only two years old and he knows something is different. He knows that it's not how it, how it was and then it's good like he recognizes that and I see that and he's been enjoying just going outside and playing and we've been doing something that we have not had an opportunity to do actually two things um, because of my work schedule and my husband's work schedule being different and that is one praying the rosary every night together I think since the quarantine started it is started. so cute with uh, his chalk so my husband my husband and I pray the rosary my son just takes the rosary and drags his trucks with it and Aww, lays it over it is the amazing yeah, thank you for watching my stories so yeah so we've been doing that um just about every night i would say six out of seven nights a week which i've always wanted to do we were lucky if we did it once a week if that um so so the schedules have lined up now which is great and then the other thing we're doing is going for since the weather's gotten nicer for family walks so i've been enjoying that so those are my two relaxing things i would say is praying Mm, and going for walks and that has been awesome and probably wouldn't have had the time for it if we weren't you know, doing what we're in the situation we're in. You know, that's actually one of my regrets is that I have not, it actually feels like I haven't prayed at all in the last day. Mm -hmm. I know I have, but it it feels like, like, so we did 40, I've done 46 episodes of either masses, prayers, or live streams. And and I'm calling them episodes just Mm -hmm. because it's TV terminology, but you know, masses and and things like that. Um, And while I've been there, and I've tried to be an active part of it because I'm always listening to the back end of it. It's like 30 seconds after it's happening on social media. I can never get into it. And part of me has actually been a little depressed because I feel like I haven't been at a proper, even virtual mass in more than two months. And I, like when we did, we did a, a live streamed rosary, 
I wasn't able to take part in it at all because I'm monitoring it. So I, like I, I try. I actually wanted to say the rosary with Bishop uh, Rosary with Bishop Sullivan, but because I was 30 seconds behind everything and listening to him it's in real mind, like I, I it was like I was hearing that, two yeah. versions of it. And I just yeah. couldn't focus. Yeah. So well, and you're bringing when I, it to the people for whatever yeah. that's well, worth. And, and I was gonna say your work itself is like a prayer. Like you oh, doing that. There is were like a lot of prayers that were involved in that. I'll you tell know, you that. the action <laughs> part of it is like is is like a prayer in a way because you're. Yeah. You're bringing the faith to the people, and people loved it. They were it was so well. They know your name for like sure now. You know, like, right no, no, now I'm complimenting him. God forbid. No, no, no. I'm glaring. <laughs> Thank you for avoiding that out. I was like, <laughs> no. okay, I'm trying to. No, 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 no. It's because it's so funny Pick you say that. Because I was trying to remember as if if this happened during one of your shows or one uh. of the other shows. Because I actually. What, may, when the whole thing went down? I, no, no, a different time. I may have aggressively attacked some of our hosts. Oh, um, who, remember that. When it would, I don't think it was your show. I think it was a, it was a different show that happened on a weekly basis. Because the hosts kept having this habit of saying a prayer right before we would get started. I know what you're talking about. Which yeah. I'm perfectly fine with. But Which we didn't do tonight. I just thought. I, I know. Well, we maybe we'll end with a prayer well, instead. I was thinking of it. Um, we um, so they would so and they were all young people and so wonderful and so full of their spirituality and so before every broadcast they would want to say a prayer but they would want to do it three minutes beforehand but they'd want to say a five minute prayer and you're like and we gotta go live and finally I kind of I laid it like on the second night they did this I kind of laid into them I was like listen pray as much as you want but make it brief <laughs> we gotta start this like in two minutes <laughs> oh Mike <laughs> and, and, and then I think Don Otavio Britt kind kind of came back at me about it after the episode was finished and they were like they're being spiritual I said well we all have different spiritual ways of doing it I'm call me Jesuit in my perspective on this but I'm doing it through good works so it's so weird that you would actually say that well, Carrie this is your personality comes <laughs> out you. through it all thank and, you and Carrie. I think after seven You're weeks praying, of being Mike. with you yeah. I picked up on that Mike so I've kept my prayers short and brief so that you can <laughs> thank you Carrie. and did I ever ridicule you for anything no. other than your 21 minute uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. pre-taped soliloquy in the middle of one of your episodes you can you can do that, that that's a Father Josh show anyway I digress <laughs> oh it was his idea it was his idea oh okay Okay, totally his fault yeah, then. All don't right. go on me for Father that. Josh Nevitt is the worst. <laughs> oh, no. We're getting Mike fired up. He's going to start bashing everybody. <laughs> no, that's Father the Father needs his shout out. The, the truth yeah, of the matter Father is, Josh uh, you know, as I was so excited because, first of all, for all the, whatever difficulties we may have faced, they were so minor. Um, like, okay, we had one, we had two episodes die sort of in the middle. One was, uh, one, one was Carrie's, but we, we saved that one for the most part. Uh, and then one, Wait, we ended up. What do you up, mean by die? So the internet connection oh, the internet went out. Went out. Oh, yeah, okay. and there was nothing we could do about it. We ended up having to move Carrie's show to a different location just so we'd have better internet. Wow. Um, Which was also, I think, a blessing in disguise. I really I so enjoyed too. being there. It was comfortable. It was a different setting, the Newman House. It was, and it was probably good for you because where we were originally doing your show was your church. So you were spending yeah. a lot of time in there. But for us, who didn't get a chance to go there very often, it's such a beautiful church. Oh, and we got you. to record it in mm-hmm. the church, and it looked so great. Yeah. It was a beautiful Visually, setting. It was, yeah, it was a great you. setting. But the truth of the matter is, it was also it was very, nice to be somewhere else. Yeah, it was yeah. nice to be somewhere else. But um, but that was the thing, to go back to your point, Mary, was that I was amazed at how well everything actually went. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, with with just a few little, like the content of the shows, Donna did a great job of bringing in really good hosts, and the hosts did a really good job of bringing in really good guests. Yeah, it was So cool. they really well, kind you of- you and John did a really great job well, of running around like together. crazy people, mm-hmm. well, putting it all and together. And producing it, yeah. And was- not just being there and being present, but all the- the work behind all of that, the editing and the all of that. The graphics were great. Like in the begin- I was like, wow, this looks like so super professional, high- super mm-hmm. high end. Like mm-hmm. I like, 
I like that. <laughs> well, that had a lot to do with the hosts as well, and Carrie deserves a lot of credit for that because she kept pushing us. F- we, like, we didn't want to do <laughs> that. We this. wanted to do I it so simple. But Carrie was pushing us to create, and not us, really pushing John, John Kalitz to, <laughs> to do all this high-end work, and it really came across really well. So it you did. were running games on your show, which mm-hmm. we're going to do a couple of games. We're going to have a few Q&As later here sort of based on something you came up with. But um, the uh, yeah, we so the we did all these graphics. Well he had these timers going and mm-hmm. you know these uh, multiple choice questions you were able to choose. It was, it was like a cross between Millionaire and yeah. <laughs> a couple of other game shows. It was amazing. It, it was really well done. I was so happy with the way it turned out because when I knew we had the capabilities to be able to do that, I was like, this is great. All right, we now need we're going to do, do this. And I come from, you know, my background is in graphic design before this, so I kind of know a little bit about the graphics. I actually created my logo for the Faith and Family Night. Let it be told. Donna said, take some work off of John's plate and do it. I was like, okay. I keep telling Mike, uh, are you going to fire me and replace me with Carrie? Oh, because no. she's awesome with the graphic <laughs> yeah, design and the writing. <laughs> that's she right. She replace did me, no problem. To, you did go to college for it, though, right? I went to college for journalism. So that's um, not graphic design. I was an art major. There was some like digital media okay. stuff in there, but the rest is kind of self-taught. But yeah, that's great because yeah. you do good work too. I'm a self-taught photographer. Well, that's not true. My dad taught me as a yeah. kid, and then I've learned everything yeah. from you there. You learn really well. John All is you... completely self-taught yeah, in, in everything he does. Yeah, he really amazes me. I mean, so. Thank God for YouTube because he he learns all this stuff watching mm-hmm. other people's YouTube that videos. Is, that mm-hmm. is incredible. Whenever I ask Adapts him a question it. about something, you know, digital related, about one of the Adobe programs, he'll respond with a YouTube link. I'm like, all right, point taken. <laughs> the information is out there. I just have to look for it. It is true, though. John, so yeah. We tip our hats to John because he did a phenomenal Thank job. Thank you, John. You're great. Wonderful. Listen to this. And if, if anyone's uh, wondering what the heck we're talking about, all of these videos are available on YouTube and Facebook at the Diocese of Camden uh, on the Diocese of Camden channels, so you can check them out. And we will be coming up uh, with content for June. As a matter of fact, we have a meeting on Friday with Donna, Carrie, John, and myself. I think that's it uh, to discuss um, what we're going to be doing in the mm-hmm. future. So we're looking forward to it. So we will do be doing more, but it's likely that it's going to have a different look and feel so instead of doing evening things we're looking at probably doing midday um we're not sure if they're gonna be live or pre-recorded um but our hope is that we'll have new stuff up there just to keep things going because even though we know things are starting to open now we know we're not going to have large numbers of people in a church but we can get large number of people online so if we produce good content that might help us sort of bridge that gap until we're back to full immersion back in our in our parishes very smart that's great yeah now Mary, um, you have sort of a, has had sort of an equally interesting last seven weeks, eight weeks, in the sense that um, I don't know how how in depth you want to get on this, but um, you've really been in your home a lot, and yeah. unlike Carrie and I, have been able to go out uh, quite a bit. You've sort of you've you've been in pure quarantine mode for quite some time. Yeah, I um, I was going to say earlier, I kind of feel guilty. And I have felt guilty because I've seen all the running around that you and John have been doing. Good. And you should. Just kidding. No, you shouldn't at all. Let that's the shame <laughs> begin. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not true at all. But um, I've been home too, Mary. So just we're together. But, and, I mean, and you guys have a family to watch over and kids. And Carrie, you run like 80 different businesses. Yeah, and you do a thousand she projects. And for Coffee me, and Jesus. Just... That's the only secret I got. Coffee and Jesus. <laughs> Jesus has been a little scarce. Yeah, <laughs> at least yeah. in the Eucharist. But we know you're everywhere Jesus yeah. it you has are. been a very weird time for me personally um, as somebody who has 
um, an autoimmune disorder and kind of falls into that category of high risk individuals when it comes to COVID. And, you know, living with, with lupus, it's a very bizarre, unpredictable disease. Um, you know, symptoms come and go. Some of them are scary. Some of them are kind of like, okay, uh, I don't know how, you know, severe that is, but it's, so to a degree, anyone with an autoimmune disorder will tell you they're kind of used to, you know, bizarre symptoms, uncertain things mm-hmm. happening. Um, so I, I kind of walked into this like, okay, nothing's really changed. You know, I'm, I'm used to this. I'll be vigilant and cautious. Um, but, you know, from advice from my doctor who said, you know, you really need to stay home. Wow. And that kind of, that was jarring for me to hear because I like being out and about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have really, really been staying in quarantine mode and it has, it's been scary. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. <laughs> um, scary in the sense that if you go out, you could get it or in the sense that like, you don't like to be alone. Um, m- more, m- more so the first I'd say, um, when your immune system is out of whack, it's mm-hmm. like you're more susceptible to certain things. It might overreact. It might not react well enough and then there's you know the medication adjustments and the doctor's appointments the blood work there's a lot that I have to stay on top of to make sure that my health is okay and when hospitals and doctor's offices they go into um, like triage mode and for a while you know it was dealing with COVID patients and that's totally understandable then it comes to rescheduling things and you know waiting on a call all day long and then when the call comes from the pharmacy or the doctor it happens to be during a zoom meeting for work and it's just you know my head feels like it's kind of spinning um but that being said i i have found ways to cope with it um what are those ways mary um one i would say spending time outdoors and i think carrie you said that i've seen those pictures i saw a lot of your pictures you went on awesome hikes yeah there's I talk a lot of trash on New Jersey sometimes and I go on these like grumpy ramblings. I want to move out West. I got to get out of this state, but there are some hidden gems in South Jersey. And that was something that I said, okay, I can go to these places and I can Mm -hmm. enjoy the weather and take my dog. And that's been really nice. Um, And I guess the other, one of the other things is just the idea of practicing um, mindfulness. And that is kind of like an abstract word and topic and there's a lot to it but basically to to summarize it it's um the idea of of building the tools in your mind to be able to separate like your thoughts from um your actions I guess you could say the best analogy I heard to sum it up was you know if your thoughts whether they're you know panicked thoughts or worried thoughts fearful, even joyful, whatever it is, if you can kind of picture it as a stream, right? And you're on the riverbank and you're kind of just watching them come and go. It's a way to kind of not jump into the stream, but kind of let those thoughts come and pass without judgment and without, you know, slapping yourself saying, don't worry, stop worrying, stop panicking. Mm. It's just, it's a really interesting practice. And there are ways to incorporate, you know, your own faith and spirituality into it. But that has been very helpful i don't know if any of you have heard of yes. that whole concept but it's really useful there's an app called calm yeah i've heard and it. i have to recommend it hmm. and that's really the foundation is this idea of just you know not letting not getting swept away in um 
in your thoughts. Yes, I know. I want you know. It's okay, listeners. I I confused Mary just a moment ago because I uh, made her hold her microphone differently because she kept making noise because she was holding it at the uh, oh, at the thing. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's why. That's why that <laughs> there was an tell abrupt if you story. I were swatting a bug out of my way, or if you were telling me to <laughs> stop talking, and then I started doing, panicking. Like, oh, no. I was like, I'm rambling too much. Like, so let there the dogs was a little down the street, Mary. Let them yeah. go. <laughs> I'm down trying down to explain something so difficult, and Mike's this hand gesturing everywhere. I'm well, sorry. It was, Mike. it was because you were getting you were actually getting so invested in it, and you were really talking, and I could actually see your hand moving down to the wire. So listeners, we're all holding the microphone today which is why you hear a little bit more background you probably hear birds chirping in the background uh, background as Sounds well and of cicadas yeah, yeah. going all over yeah. and and somebody yanking on their uh, their core power oh, their cords. no i don't apologize it was it was beautiful and actually uh i i you know it's funny uh, i don't have any idea what you're talking about because i have no capacity to meditate in any way catholic meditation or any other form yeah. i have the hardest time turning off my brain yeah. i i i stay awake very late at night watching cooking shows because <laughs> it takes me so long to calm my brain down enough for me to actually fall asleep and I stuff like that. I would recommend this, really. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it takes a really concerted effort, but I remember the first time, and it was through the app, it was something as simple as just sit up straight and just close your eyes for 60 seconds and see where your thoughts go, and I couldn't do it. I mean, hmm. like, when you're just alone with your thoughts, it's a very weird thing to to experience you know and the whole idea is just you know let them come and go don't try to control them mm -hmm. with the whole stream analogy you're not trying to you know change the flow of the of the stream you're not trying to block it just let them pass yeah but I'm, I feel like I'm starting to sound crazy. I'm sorry. No, no, no. actually, it's a I've, really I've heard, complicated uh, concept, but it's worth looking you into. If it. You're you anxious. It well. Yeah, oh. there, there was a, um, it, so a workshop that I attended uh, recently online, and it it was about you know talking about mindfulness and uh, yeah. you know relaxation and uh, sort of like um, getting our stress levels down, and yeah. that's really a great way to do it. But one of the things that I noticed, they all start saying like, you know, you're not going to be able to do 30 minutes when you start because it's right. uh, it's really hard to calm your mind when you're not mm -hmm. used to like doing that kind of exercise. Right. So you have to start as small as 60 seconds yeah. to begin with, and, it and then so see easy, how it goes. But it's not. I mean, just having that stillness and the ability to just not even turn your brain off, but just kind of remove yourself from whatever you know, thoughts are kind of flying through your head. It's I've been practicing a lot of that, and it has been working. But and it can be combined with prayer, Mike. Absolutely, yeah. You can. Uh, oh no, no, my music. My mother swears by it. She, she, uh, her, her meditation is always Catholic oriented. So whether it's using her prayer time when she prays the rosary as her meditation time, or whether she does sort of like a directed meditation through, a, through some Catholic apps that she uses, um, it's I, I, I totally get it. It's just I'm still at that stage where I'm in the moment. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna. Stay Stay up late and watch the Dirty Dozen yeah. or something like that. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so I don't watch any TV, so I don't know any of these shows. Yeah, let alone cooking okay. The Dirty shows. Dozen. I don't watch TV. I don't watch any TV. Listen, I'm so not a TV person. Okay. I never have well, been. Listen, millennial adjacents, The Dirty Dozen is a movie from the 60s. Oh, the outlaws, <laughs> right? The crazy outlaws. They, it's a, it's a but, World War II epic. Oh, never mind. My, I, I watched two movies over the quarantine because I've felt like I needed to spend some time with my husband watching movies because he enjoys doing that in his pastime. And they were classics that I probably should have watched years ago. The Princess Bride. 
Okay. Oh my goodness. I know. I know. Good. See, me neither. I'm I not never alone. saw it. No, 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 no. Don't feel better this. about that because anyway, that's a terrible thing that you've never seen the Princess Bride. You're gonna, you're gonna laugh at the next one, Mike. I know you're gonna like it. Feel the dreams. Jesus. So hurts. those two movies, which are two super classics, I actually got to like watch for the first time. Cause I was like, all right, let me sit down with my husband. I actually have time. He wants to watch a movie. I'll actually like sit down and do this. And it's hard for me to sit through an hour, an hour and a half movie. I was gonna say, did you enjoy just, them at least? I did. I did. You know what? And I enjoyed it because I was with my family. Honestly, I wouldn't sit and watch it myself. But being with my husband, my son was in the room. I think that made it that much better, but yeah. that is so I, I'm interesting. Glad I'm in the classic realm now, though. I'm like, all right, checked off two classics at least. So, what would you rather do instead of watching TV, Carrie? So I like to do stuff. I like to be like you're busy being doing here. Stuff. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I always think, all right, I have 20 minutes. Like build minutes. a wall out of pallets. Yeah, like build a pallet wall. Yeah, well, that's a big project, but little things like what can I check off my list that has been waiting to be done and hasn't been done yet let me get that done next or let me fill this time with this let me answer these emails whatever I just like to be doing stuff I don't like to be sitting does it wear you out we do you can feel tell. fatigue from I think it Mike can tell. how do you get this energy did you say it earlier coffee and Jesus that's I said it right. yes, that's I said right Jesus. But I, I forget will... if we were on the podcast when that happened that's okay or... but I will add one last thing during the quarantine I have gotten the most sleep that I've ever gotten me too in the last I don't know it's been the opposite 12 for me. years no I have really? that really? really oh wow yeah yet. no no no, I've gotten no. so much more because I'm I, I'm a night owl, but since Me I don't too. need to put Jack on a bus at six thirty in the morning, go, yeah. I'm able to sleep in till seven eight later Ten. sometimes. <laughs> no, I haven't made it past Who's nine listening? yet. But, there, there's... but then you go to bed like probably much later now. No, that, I was going to bed that late before. So now I get a few hours going, back in the yeah, morning. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I've always okay. said for somebody who doesn't drink coffee, Mike, I don't know how you do Ooh, what you see, do. I gotta see, stay you gotta fueled up. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, uh, there's a lot of diet Pepsi uh, coursing oh. through these veins. So there's a lot of caffeine, just none of it's. There it is. It's coffee based. Yeah. You said you weren't getting sleep, Marino. Uh, well, like you know, I go to bed like really late. Like I can stop my brain mm-hmm. thinking sometimes. Yeah. Like, um, and you know, I do get some sleep in the morning. Uh, which is good, but Mariana has her uh, Zoom calls too, mm-hmm. so I have to, you know, get and her ready for that. And um, I don't like her to be uh, having her breakfast when she's yeah. on the call, and yeah. sometimes she's like, "Oh, she's so slow." So um, <laughs> you know, old. the kid, the kids uh, wake me up, anyways. So yeah. uh, sometimes I don't get up as much, and I can't get naps for some reason like that. Oh, I can't neither. nap at all. Yeah. I can't nap. I I just can't. I don't so. like naps either. Yeah, I, I, if I try to take a nap, I'll wake up miserable. Like, yeah. I just don't feel right. Yeah. I don't nap properly, apparently. I, I don't think I do. And if I do, I, I, I nap so for so long that it's not really a nap. So um, <laughs> I try not to. That's what I do. Yeah. Two hours later, I'll wake up. Yeah. <laughs> what time is it? They, yeah. they do say you're supposed, the nap is supposed to be 20 minutes. And if yeah, you go no, past no, I, but no way. Not, I could do a 20 Who can fall asleep? No, tw- I can't do a 20 I, I, yeah, minutes. Oh, I do, t- I do I power naps. Right I do 10 minute naps. Sleep. I will say that. Like when minutes. I have long drives or anything, I'll pull over. Like my family's all in North Jersey, so if I'm driving up down the turnpike for all you Jersey listeners, because we have domestic church media, I will pull over at the rest stop, set my alarm for 10 minutes. Take a ten minute nap and then be recharged. I remember doing that in college. Be able to do that. uh, (laughs) I love it. It actually like it resets. It's like really. You know what I think of this is your energy onto me. This is so (laughs) corny. But Mike, Mike, maybe may appreciate this. Well, we're we're around the same age, right, Mary? No. 
the Nintendo button, uh, the, the, the Nintendo yes. system, the reset button when you hit that. And oh, yeah. Just, it's, that's what I think of. I think of I'm hitting the reset button on, on my personal Nintendo. <laughs> Boom. I'm refreshed, ready to go. You, so there you, you go. Know, uh, I... My sister says I um I have a lot of energy. I do like like doing stuff around yeah, the house. Go, yeah. One of the things that I would say that I um do in during this time uh, a lot is cleaning every uh part of my house and mm-hmm. making everything as organized as it yeah. can be so, good. so I'm thinking when I get ready to go back to work and I'm in you know busy with my schedule and all mm-hmm. uh, I would feel so happy to know like everything in Santa Box like my last project was to uh, work on my basement I have like a crawling space where I put my Christmas trees and all the decorations mm-hmm. and stuff and now they're like organized by station and I am like so proud of it oh, um, that's, you that's know, a so, great feeling so it's like a, a good feeling of uh, every drawing or everything like try to get it <laughs> yeah. as organized as it can yeah. be and you know having kids that's a difficult thing to <laughs> yeah. maintain it's funny when I just take my dog for walks around the neighborhood I just see all sorts of stuff that people have thrown out to the curb you I can tell yes. everyone's just I, going one of through those. their yeah. basements and garages and just tossing yep. it all out and cleaning everyone's lawns look perfect you know it's like everyone has time yeah, to it's do a, it's been a blessing you know all the stuff we haven't had even Mike's to. look at this yeah oh yeah Mike, do you lay out on that hammock and relax? You got a nice hammock in your yard. Uh, I'm no, at it. I don't. <laughs> but my son and wife do, and the dog hangs out underneath of the uh, the tarp that's sort of over top of it and stays yeah, chill. Yeah, pretty cool. Although this, I'm sitting right next to my my son, my son. So jeez, my dog. My dog's outdoor bed, which I thought was the most ridiculous thing in the world when my wife bought it two weeks ago. And I have to admit, Molly loves oh. sleeping on that thing. I thought Just, it was one of those exercise trampolines when I first walked well, that's in what here. It looks I like. almost jumped I was on it. And really 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 like, yeah. <laughs> no, that is Sorry, a Molly, that, that is an elevated yeah. dog bed that that's Molly funny. loves to, uh, to to lay on. So. That is funny. So yeah, it's insane. So one of the other things we were going to talk about tonight. Yeah, um, was we were I forget whose terrible idea this was it was actually Mary's okay but that, I it was that, makes a lot, yeah. that makes a lot of sense but then I don't think you it was said terrible. that sounds like a carry idea yeah. it said, does sound like a carry idea thank you that's exactly so kind of a kind of akin to what said. Carrie was doing on her show on her Faith and Family Night show with uh, Father Josh Nevitt and others um we wanted to do sort of a Q&A section of this and these are all sort of uh Mostly Camden Diocese based, but um, there's a few other things on here. So I've chosen uh, five historical questions about uh, the Catholic faith in South Jersey. And I'm curious as to what my three beloved co-hosts have chosen as their mm. their questions. And what we're going to do is we're going to... I think we're going to ask, ask, ask the questions, see if anybody can come up with Quick the answers. Yep. But I think we're going to talk about them on the podcast. I don't want to make people at the home listener try and force themselves to, to like <laughs> submit an answer via tweet or something like that. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Exactly. See, I originally thought maybe on the next podcast we could reveal the answers, and by then they can try to answer them. Let's start a and, social media war yeah, where people start guessing. Right. and <laughs> That would be fun, but I don't have that kind of... Uh, brain uh-huh. capacity right now. Nope. Try so, to keep you working, Mike. <laughs> so, so mine are mine are historical in nature. Don't, Marian, don't start with me, Mike. Okay, Carrie, what are yours about? Mine are all about like the work I do in youth ministry because okay. that's where my Perfect. mind is. So, that's and Mary, what are yours about? And mine involve um, Catholic charities, Diocese of Camden, and um, some history behind it. Okay, and Marianella, what are yours about? 
Mine's are about Latino culture. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. I like that. Hey. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm uh, gonna not do well in that, but <laughs> I might be okay. I've, 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 I love. Okay, so here's, here's. I'll go with mine first, and we'll we'll base all these. Thank off you, Mike. Of, of yeah, what you're, I do. you're the anchor of it. Yeah, yeah that's true. I'm, I'm, I, I keep the boats grounded. Um, <laughs> so my first question is, what was and when was? Oh God. The first recorded sacrament in South Jersey. And I will give you within a 50-year span. 50? Within 50 years, if you can tell me when the first record, not necessarily the first sacrament, but the first recorded sacrament was. Marinelle, are you looking it up right now? No cheating. No, I saw it on her phone. She was ready. Can you give us the century to work with or no? No, because that would make it a lot far too. I'm giving you a 50-year range. So first recorded sacrament and what was it? In South Jersey. I'm so bad with history. I'm trying to think like how old Camden would be. Um, Are we just gonna go around? Oh well, that, we get to that question later. How I old is like the Camden Diocese? But I didn't say the Camden Diocese. I said oh. in South Jersey. Uh, oh gosh. Okay. Wow. So are we? So how's wait, this working? Sacrament. So tell you what. Uh, marriage. What, what, Okay, you want marriage yeah. to be your first, ma- first? And I go late 1800s. Okay. There, uh, you have to Wait, pick a, no. no, no earlier a, than that, right? Pick a, pick a specific year. 1892. Okay, marriage in 1892. <laughs> okay, Carrie? Like that's so Baptism, wrong. 1856. 1856, baptism? Baptism, 1844. All right, well, two of you got the right sacrament. It was, in fact, baptism oh. Darn. with a mass. The year you were all way off, though. Whoa. 1743. I knew I should have gone wow. back further. Back into, back into colonial times. So oh, that was October man. 5th, 1743. The place, I'll give you another, I'll give you another question. This is a follow-up question. It doesn't count to the point total. Not that we're oh, keeping we're track. we're keeping points now. <laughs> but can you, uh, can you guess where it was the first, this first sacrament was held? Camden. Uh, no, no, no. Not what town. In what kind of a structure? Oh, a uh, barn. Well, it can't be a church, right? Barn. Outdoor. Outdoors. So no structure at Wait, all. Outdoors. That okay. Um Ooh. Oh, in a river. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like thinking what other Oh Well, wow. I will I will tell you it was, it, it was held in a glass factory in Salem oh, County. Wow. And the celebrant the celebrant was uh, a Jesuit from Philadelphia, St. Joseph's in Philadelphia, as a matter of fact, who was a university professor and a rector. So that was the first recorded sacrament. There may have been others, but it was first recorded. Where was the first church in South Jersey? I want to think shore area. This would be the six southern counties of New Jersey. Where was the first church? It was one of the first four, apparently, in New Jersey. We're looking county? No, no. You, you, I need or you to give me. I, I, I'll accept county. Atlantic. So you got a one in six. Atlantic. Here. I don't know why I'm thinking shore I'm right now. I'm gonna say in Gloucester City. Okay, Marinella. What county would you say? I don't know what county. I guess that's. Gloucester. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hudson. Hudson. That's North Jersey. Wait, we're doing <laughs> North, North, North. Okay. Okay. Wait, I changed I my answer. I thought we were talking <laughs> about the whole state. Um, <laughs> what about Gloucester County? Nope. Although. Uh, Mary got it correct. Yes. Ma- it, it was St. Mary's Church in Pleasant Mills in Atlanta County. It was built in 1830, and it no longer exists. Huh. It, wow. uh, it was destroyed 100 wow. years ago. Oh, However, job, this, this, huh. yes, I got one. I got a point. <laughs> my third, uh, third of six questions uh, is: What is the oldest parish in South Jersey? 
Um, Repeat that again, Mike. The oldest parish in South Jersey. I will also accept where it is. Was I near it on the last question? Um, I don't know. Say what, uh, say what you I said. It's I Camden think- County. You say Camden County. Can you get? I'll take more specific. Specificity. I'm thinking it's really is got that built the up cathedral? I will allow yeah, that as your that's question. My guess. I, I, in Gloucester <laughs> City, is that St. Mary's in Gloucester City? And we have a total winner. Um, <laughs> that is right. Carrie Janice. How do you know that one, Carrie? I always felt like I knew that the she oldest it, church. Yeah. No, no, no. Which is why I put my money on it for the last. Yep. St. Mary's oh. is the yeah. oldest parish. It was founded in 1848 in Gloucester City, New Jersey. So this is some. This is right this. outside of Philly. You were along oh. the same lines of thinking, Mary. Yeah. Now you said, or was it you, Mary? They said I, they I, built up Philly well, and then yeah, came over. Yeah, I was thinking Philly. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to skip the fourth question because none of you are going to get it. Oh, um, no okay. faith. Look, I just, no faith. I just pinned it right on the head. Come you on. did, that's right. true. Oh, okay, okay. Who was the first bishop of the Camden Diocese and in what year? Bishop Bartholomew. Wow, well, that's too exciting. <laughs> you can't even say Bishop Bartholomew Eustace in 1937. She's absolutely right. That's exactly yeah. who it was. Wow, <laughs> nice job. No one's going to get it. <laughs> I was, uh, what were the chances that anybody was going to get that? that? All right. She had it. So my last two questions, and then I'll give a little bit of history of, the, of, of everything, is who is likely the first saint to visit South Jersey? No, that's a trick question. St. John likely. Newman. It is likely St. John Newman, because St. John Newman was the Bishop of Philadelphia. Philadelphia which went like oh. all over. All, like, and the Archdiocese well, of Philadelphia. Carry. So originally South Jersey was in the Archdiocese of Baltimore, and then the early mm-hmm. 1800s became the, the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. And then it became part of the Archdiocese of Newark later in the 1800s. And then we were separated again and became the arch, a part of the Diocese of Trenton. And then finally in 1937, thing. we became <laughs> our own diocese, along with Patterson, Diocese of Patterson, the same year in North Jersey in 1937. Yeah. I'm still just gloating for my correct answer. Well, then here's one that I would imagine everyone would be able to get as well. Who oh, no. is the most recent saint to visit South Jersey? St. Teresa. St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Oh, God, no, no. I already answered the correct <laughs> no, one. I'm passing. I'm going I'm to change my answer. Recent saint? Who? Recent saint? Recent saint. Mother like her reason. As if she was, she or no, he no, was no. made as a saint in, recently? Or who is the last or saint? No. The last saint The last saint likely to have visited South Jersey. St. John Paul II. Likely. I don't think that's true, though. No? Because I, I think he only visited Philadelphia and North, North Jersey. Newark. I don't mm-hmm. believe he visited South Jersey. I was Jersey. at Giant Stadium in 96 when he was there. Exactly. Right. I believe Marianella is correct <gasps> that it is St. Teresa of Calcutta. Oh, I got one. She oh. came. She was in Camden, right? She visited. Right. I just remember yeah. her yeah. conversation. Uh, visited, Father Mike Mannion, too, was like close to her. But it was it was Monsignor Michael Doyle who had, who had met her right. in Philadelphia and then a few, and invited her to come visit Camden, which at that time, and still is, a very poor city. Mm-hmm. And she came over and met with a number of his, his poor parishioners, poor female parishioners, on August 7th, 1976. Oh, how so, cool. Wow. So that was the last. So yeah, we've had, and yeah. Jim McBride took a photograph of her. You so. know, uh, Father uh, Doyle, I think, Yes. Uh, was was with her mm-hmm. when she came, right? Yeah, he, he was the one who invited her. That That's right, so Monsignor cool. Doyle. Yeah. Okay, that's all my questions. Nicely and I, and, done. And my history of... I feel of... lame. I kind of want to do mine. <laughs> I don't feel you already, I had to bump lame. two off my list because you kind of <laughs> took them, Mike. Well, hopefully that means I can figure out all the rest of the ones on your list. I don't know. Well, Should I go? It. I'll do two. How yeah, about that? Well, that way ahead. we have time for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Give, give us your best two. Oh, okay. 
So Catholic Charities Diocese of Camden is one out of 165 Catholic Charities agencies across the whole country. So we fall under the umbrella of Catholic Charities USA. What year or decade did Catholic Charities USA officially form? Woo. Year or decade did it form? I'm going to say early 1900s, like 1920s. Okay. I say, I'll go specific. I'll say 1932. Okay. Marianella? I would say 1933 after the Depression. Oh, you're like pulling a price is right. <laughs> you said 32. <laughs> well, I'm thinking about what was going on those years. Yeah. So it was 1910. Carrie, you were the closest. But I went over. And the follow up to that is so shortly before what we know as Catholic Charities USA was formed, one of the deadliest natural disasters in US history occurred and prompted the first Catholic Charities agency to form. So what disaster was this? If it was nineteen ten. I am so bad with history. I'm just gonna know this. Repeat it again so we can Think a natural disaster. So a natural disaster happened shortly before um, Catholic Charities USA was formed in its early stages. Nice. It was one of the deadliest in U.S. history. It killed 3,000 people. It's on the West Coast. The flu? It's in California. An earthquake? Oh, an earthquake. Yep. Oh, wow. That's right. So the right. San Francisco earthquake of 1906 and the fires that happened after that prompted the Archdiocese of San Francisco to form Catholic Charities and to help families who were affected, um, wow. orphans, and wow. so yeah, we were, are work. rooted in disaster response, and that's where it all started. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. Yeah. I feel like someone okay, else throw out a question. Okay, <laughs> again, mine are all to do with the, the work I do in uh, youth and young adult ministry. So they're easy. I, oh, I don't know. I don't have any hard ones, really. Yes. They're more like guesses. We need some easy ones. So how many different youth and young young adult ministries does Carrie, you're surely here, um, run at Our Lady of Peace Parish? Oh, gosh. Different groups. There's like main ones. Three? Twelve. <laughs> Six. Close. Seven. 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 Nice holy oh number. My. I went Seven. high because I knew. Yeah, that was like, like <laughs> I guess if you kind of like the subgroups probably, but the oh main, gosh, the main group seven. That's seven, a lot. So. Uh, follow up to that. What ages do they span? Okay. I will say. Youth and young adults. Three to. Oh, I can't remember how old your young adults go. Five I'm gonna say to 18. Three to 18. Yeah. I would say 5 to 18. 5 to 20. I like the guesses. They were very good. But 8 to 28. Oh, wow. So third, third grade to young adults. I have third one grade. year left to join. Yeah, do it, <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. To, one month left. We need, we need to create uh, one for JP2. For oh, your my son? son? He's three. JP3. <laughs> JP3. Um, yeah, I know. They, so our youngest group is called the Guppies, and that's because the group above that is called the so Jesus cute. Fish. So oh. it's like the Guppies. And I and then we say we need, like, the the young Guppies or the little Guppies or whatever for, oh. for JP. But, yeah, um, eight years old to 28. Gosh, that's a big so, range, yeah. Carrie. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's really fun. And actually, Mary, when I started, I was in that range, too. So it's, no it was way. a little scary, actually. Well, it actually went to 25 at that time, and then 
some of the older ones started aging out and they didn't want to leave. So we're like, okay, we'll bump it up to 28. So I was a little aged out at that point. But when I started youth ministry, I was 26. So I would have wow. been in the in the age group that I'm yeah. a part of now, which is, you know, it's cool. Now I'm more seasoned, as Mike calls it, I think. I think that's the word you use. Seasoned. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that's a good word. <laughs> okay. Here, no, yeah, right? Look okay, so here's a multiple choice one for you guys. Yes. Um, how many retreats has Carrie led in her 12 years of being a youth minister? Oh, okay. Ooh. 20 to 25, 35 to 45, 75 to 85, or over 100? Over 100. Over 100. Over 100. I threw that in to pull you guys off. Oh, <laughs> what was it? We walked I into threw that in to, pull, to throw you guys off. <laughs> it was uh, 75 to 85. <laughs> so, yeah. Still that's close. Yeah. Oh, my so. gosh. Many years, you know, just question. the years. Yeah. I was like, they're going to all fall for my trap, and they did. <laughs> we walked right job, into guys. it. All right. We <laughs> yeah. got that's a lot. three minutes to go. So... Let's make this Hit us one, with one some culture questions, I'm ready, I'm ready for the Latino ones. Yes. Okay, what are the three uh, F words of Latino culture? Family, friends, faith. Close. Wait, are they in Spanish? Uh, no, that's, that's good. Okay. Okay. Oh, she said close. Okay, so I'm going to say family, friends, and I'm not going to say, well, I should say faith. Freedom? 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 Uh, Family, Forever? Family, <laughs> family, faith, and fajitas? <laughs> you are so close, oh. Mike. Yes. It's not oh, fajitas, food. but it's food. food. That, Mike, so that was your time to shine. Yes. Words I have heard in every conference I've been to where they're trying oh, to describe Latino culture. So we are all about <laughs> family and, and, you know, our faith, um, you know, and, and you know, yeah. we every time we gather and uh, we have people around, there's food. So, mm. you know, we make good, you eat. Good combination. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So now, like, uh, quickly, how do you say, como es, oh, I messed it up. <laughs> how do you say, muchas gracias in English? Thank you very much. You got it! <laughs> Okay. And speaking of Spanish, by the way, another tip, if anyone has extra time on their hands or just needs to dive into something else, Duolingo. Download it, learn no, a new see, language. No, see, I disagree. Hmm. I, I've been using Babbel. I've been brushing Babel. up on my Korean. I'm in the Ruby League. There's like different Ooh, leagues. Wow. I'm bragging. <laughs> but it's a great thing to to get into. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Unless you're sick of cool. staring at screens, then it kind of defeats the purpose. But. And I am. Okay, everybody. <laughs> well, we're going to wrap up. It's uh, it's becoming quite dark here in my backyard. <laughs> so we're going to wrap things up. But thank you all for joining us. Carrie, do you have a short prayer for, for us for this sure, last? Sure, yeah. Short prayer. Up? How much time, Mike? Oh, I know. 15 Two minutes. minutes. <laughs> 20, 20 seconds. 20 <laughs> seconds. That is a short prayer. In the Father, and Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us here on this beautiful evening. Thank you for allowing this technology to exist for us to be able to share your messages and, and just the joy and friendship together that we have and our love of our faith together with each other and with all who are listening. We pray for all of our listeners. We pray for all those that will um, come across this podcast and maybe their hearts be transformed. We ask the Lord to bless each and every one of us and may our lady keep us. We ask this in your name. Amen. 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 Our son, Holy Spirit. Amen.